Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where a Ewing is a Ewing is a Ewing is a Ewing is a Barnes. My name is Mary. I'm not Melanie. I'm Josh. I'm not Josh. I'm Melanie. And Sarah is off in Galveston this evening on a nice little retreat. Yes. By the beach. By the beach. Jealous. Feeding fish to the seagulls. <laughs> and while she's gone, she'd like to thank our Patreon members, Brendan Fillick. Captain America, Marie Johnson, Michael Jung, Jason Carter, Jennifer Undelicato, Laura Bernheim, Brad Maholan, Anita Ren, and Kristen Carlano. Yay. I would also like to give a shout out to uh, Simplicity, also known as Ryan, also known as Juice Simpson 5, <laughs> for sending me a Starbucks gift card the other day. Thank you. Oh, that's super nice. Yeah, apparently I got him started on like nitro cold brews and i was like oh man you might want to switch it up because uh they're good but holy shit they, did you feel like really good after you drank them like wired and ready to go don't do that with I mean, adderall <laughs> uh, i've been drinking uh americanos every morning with my adderall so that's been Gee. my husband's like i don't think you're supposed to do that i looked it up and i'm like uh it says like just stop if your heart's beating really fast and i was fine I don't know. You may not you may not notice it right away. It might okay. take a little while to kick in because I didn't oh. understand at first like why I was sweating so bad and what I was like hyped up. Oh yeah. Well I've noticed the sweating. I was like, uh, yeah, that's part of I've it. I've noticed the sweating. This is a coffee product, I assume. The one is, and the Adderall is drugs. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you were talking about some ni ni nitro yes. something or other. Oh, nitro right. is coffee, yes. Oh yes. N I, nitro I, cold I, brew I, is um it's it's basically like a, a keg pour, except you use nitrogen instead of um, what's the word I'm looking for? O oxygen? No. Pepsi has a couple yeah. of uh, <clears throat> of their pe new Pepsis out with the uh, nitrogen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they do it in beer. They do it in coffee. And it kind of takes a little bit of like the bitterness away from it. I think of the coffee. It's got a natural sweetness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I wish somebody like would send me something other than a restraining order. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, that was that was a punchline. I just had to throw it in there. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Yes. That's a little specific, man. <laughs> I know. Did, did everyone have a good? Did everybody have a good? You week? could have said like somebody left dog poop in a bag on your doorstep, but you went for a restraining order. Holy! That shit. would be. Pretty specific too, though. Well, no, they've they've already they've done that mm. as well. They've done that yeah. too. The implications aren't as severe. That's right. I, I I would like to uh, a, a Dallas semi loosely related um, condolences. Uh, Suzanne Summers passed away. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Started with uh, Patrick Duffy and Sasha Mitchell step on by step, step by Step, and her cousin on Three's Company was played by Dallas's Jenna Lee Harrison. So there's a little. Mm -hmm. weave there going on but patrick mm -hmm. posted some nice comments uh on his page I that I, I posted up on ours um, and charlene com commented and steve Keneally commented on that um yeah it's weird because I, I i don't know chrissy snow like chrissy snow thing that's just weird i mean but I don't know. which leaves janet as the only original yeah, no. roommate left. Okay. 
But the, uh, damn it, Janet, her Instagram, it was live a couple days before. So I don't know what was going on. But Well, it sounded like she had plans to hang out with Patrick like the Friday before she died. Apparently, yeah, that's according to From what his I, thing, how he's he He's like, if we had gotten, you know, if I'd seen you last this Friday, Friday then I'd yeah, want then. another time with you and so on right. and so forth. Did, did we know if she was terminal or not? Because I, she, I mean, she had breast cancer for the second time, so... She's been had ins and outs with cancer for 23 years. Because have they published any more details on it? Like, was it complications from cancer treatment mm. or was it metastatic this time? It came back oh. in March, in July. So This July? Oh, that's yeah. pretty quick. Oh, shit. That means it was probably that's, stage four. Yeah. Fast growing. Yep. Metastatic yeah. where it's already like by the time they caught it, it was probably all. All over her body. And yet she'd been Instagram living up until last week. Yeah, because she was probably in hospice care, which means like probably smoking all the weed and having what she wanted. No chemo. So she was probably feeling okay, just like really, really weak. She is up there with Jack Tripper now. John Ritter. And everyone's week was all right. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, it's all right. That's good. Can't complain. I have spent the week cleaning out my car I'm because headless. tomorrow tomorrow I will be picking up our dear friend Omri Katz and bringing him a Ewing Barbecue Podcast t-shirt. I'll picking him up at the airport and there's the big event in Salem this weekend. So if anybody is in the area, I know Amy Hara listens to us. And that's this weekend. The following weekend, they have uh, Chiller down in New Jersey and Deborah Renard, Barbara Carrera and... Patty McCormick are there from Dallas. Chiller. Is that the same place as that they do they hold it the same like area yeah, or the, place it, as um, the same place we were at in April. Okay. Yeah. So that's holy them. cow. Every six months. Wow. It, wow. Okay. I didn't Twice realize how much year. time had passed. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's that's coming up fast. And Priscilla is coming out soon, I believe, isn't it? And it's coming out November 3rd. Uh, It is coming out on the October 26th, I believe, in New York and L.A. And then it is being released nationwide on November 3rd. And I will be there with bells on and maybe my hair in a bouffant. We'll see. We also have an air date for uh, Linda Gray's movie with Donna Mills, Nicolette Sheridan, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is December 2nd, December 2nd, uh, 8 p.m. So maybe we will do something for that. But strike goes on and the studios actually walked out and refused to negotiate now. So there's no end. As of last week, right? They walked away from the table. That hasn't hasn't changed. That hasn't changed this week either. So Uh, It took them forever to move to deal with the writers. I can't imagine that. The actors are going to let them off easy. Right. As they shouldn't. I think they're like $480 million apart on uh, streaming revenue. That's pretty far apart. Yeah. Pretty far. Yeah. Well, it's like all that, you know, the, you, you don't hear about people getting residuals and stuff. And then when you do hear about it, they're like getting a dollar or like right. two cents. And it's like, that uh-huh. is ridiculous. Tyler Banks is still getting residuals from, from Dallas for like. Six dollars here, six dollars there. <laughs> That's uh, my friend uh, posted her check from Kindergarten Cop 
that she got. And it was like, it was, un- it was like maybe four cents or something. It was re- like, like, why did you, you sent this in the mail. It costs more to send it. <laughs> right. Because if they don't. Right. Because they have to. <laughs> Oh I my God! If Joseph Cousins or Adam Willie get that much from? They probably get more. They're bigger names. Adam was on Picket Fences, and Joseph was on Knots Landing. So, yeah. And lastly, the Cattle Barons Ball held its fiftieth anniversary event at South Fork this past weekend, and the headliner was Shania Twain doing a concert. Wow! So. And if you go on the South Fork, South Fork has become very active. They uh, they have the trade shows this weekend for uh, local vendors coming up in the area. And that's every fourth weekend of the month. And then they've really picked up their social media presence again. So I think they're, they're sticking around. Do they have an online store yet? No, that has not come around. They were working on that before the sale of the ranch, and everything got put on hold. Birthdays. Birthdays. It's very light right now. What's what's today's date? Today's the 18th? 18th. Okay. Christopher Stone, who played, I believe, Dave Stratton, born 1940, October 4th, died October 20th, 1995. So he was only 55 years old. Oh, wow. Young. And John Anderson, who played, I believe, Harry Styles. Not Harry Styles, Dr. Styles. Harry Styles. (laughs) Harry Styles, great-grandfather, Dr. Styles, Dr. Herbert Styles. Herbert, the other H word. Herbert. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Kimberly Crider's father. Yes. Uh, He was born in 1922, October 20th. And John Zaremba, who played Dr. Danvers. Born October 22nd, 1908. And Lawrence Haddon, who played Franklin Horner. And also the evil Dr. Ackerman, who stole Valine's babies on Knott's Landing and told her they were stillborn. Uh, his birthday, October 25th, 1922. That was a popular year. Yes. One of my grandfathers was born October 1922 as well. That's funny. <laughs> oh, wow. It was a good year and a good month. Good, yeah. Good vintage. Barbara Bel Geddes, October 31st, 1922. Mm-hmm. She would be 101 hey. this Halloween. And another thing about Halloween, um, I think that's Kelly Sloan's wedding anniversary, isn't it? Linda Gray's daughter. She got married oh, on Halloween. Know. Did she? Mm-hmm. I know River Phoenix overdosed on Halloween and died outside Johnny Depp's club, uh, the Viper Room. That's right. right. Believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... 13 years later, I was walking down Sunset Boulevard, and I looked across the street when I and came out of getting water at a pizza place, and I saw River Phoenix. No, I saw two people outside the Viper Room bawling their eyes out. Uh, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Halloween! It's my favorite holiday. It's my favorite time of the year. Oh, my God. Wait till you guys see the pictures of my costume. Uh, what do you mean? It was going to be a surprise, but um, since nobody I know really listens to the podcast anyway, I'll just say it. I'm going to be genie. Oh, Ooh. that's cool. Do, are you going to have a nice genie bottle too uh, nearby? I ordered one from Etsy and it shipped today from New York and it's just like a plain purple plastic one, but I'm going to go to Hobby Lobby or Michael's or something and get all, like all kinds of little beads and maybe some paint and try to make it look as much like the real bottle as I can. And I'm trying to figure out how to do like a pink, a small pink smoke bomb or just like 
since the party is going to be literally like down my driveway at Teresa's, I'll ask if I can borrow her fog machine and just put like the pink stuff in there. There you go. Yeah. Could do that. Or just get you- uh, the fog and a uh, light. Ooh. It'll, it'll look pink. Are you going to walk around with a little uh, external speaker playing the I Dream of Jeannie theme too? <laughs> well, me and Teresa's daughter are controlling the music for the party with our phones and two JBL speakers, so I can put it on whenever I want. <laughs> yeah. You can do the yeah. remix version. <laughs> you know, I might. That's a good idea. What are you dressing up for Halloween, Josh? Are you dressing up? I'm wearing the costume. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I am. I figure there's a costume party this Friday night at the Bit Bar in Salem. Mm-hmm. And we'll be riding over. It's on, on Saturday. We're actually getting a police escort to the Boston Common, uh, to the Salem Common, rather. Mm. So that, that should be interesting. But uh, um, I had to think about it. And I finally caved in. And it's pretty unoriginal. But I'm going as Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus. The dead guy who came out of the ground. Gotcha. Uh, I've that's still that's not actually a good, Pocus, so. yeah. oh, that is a good idea. Yeah. That is a good idea. He so was I'll, literally I'll, like a corpse that got up and walked around. And but he wasn't like scary or anything. The guy was like, he couldn't speak really. And he was just like, like a bag of bones walking around like yeah. it, confusion. <laughs> I already told Omri that's how I'm dressing. So uh, he's ex- now they're expecting it. So I should actually be driving them around town dressed as Billy Butcherson. <laughs> But on Sunday, when we go around to the actual locations, and then we go to a lunch and a podcast and stuff like that, I would be wearing my Ewing Barbecue podcast shirt and hat and my screen. And I dress up as a podcaster. And my Screen Actors Guild strike button to show my support for them. In fact, when I'm going to the airport tomorrow, I'm wearing the T-shirt for the Screen Actors Guild. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Okay. Tonight, we are talking about season six. Episode 16, episode 119 of the series, A Ewing is a Ewing. Like so many others, I just wouldn't do business with a man. Would you refine JR's oil if I asked you to? I made the biggest mistake of my life when I made a deal with you. Not if you listen and do exactly like I tell you. For how long? As long as I need you. Why don't you ever use your wife or anyone else to get to me again? Break in two. If the other night was 25%, I'd say it. I just can't wait to collect the next 75. It was written by Frank Farino. It was directed by Larry Hagman and aired January 28th, 1983. That's Which, exactly uh, three years to the day before the space shuttle blew up. Oh, yeah, you're right. Wow, crazy. Um, the number one song in the U.S. was Men at Works, uh, Down Under. And uh, you can't, in the U.K., it was You Can't Hurry Love by Phil Collins. The number one film is still Tootsie. Uh, news stories on this day. I couldn't find anything really interesting happening. But there's, um, born this day was David Williams. I'm going to just preface that I don't know what any of this means. He's a Waka Waka Australian didgeridoo player and visual artist born in Rockhampton, Queensland, Australia. I don't know what any of that means. So when someone I hear if, Waka Waka, I think of Fozzie Bear. I know. Waka <laughs> Waka. 
Pa- we are dating ourselves. Pa- uh, pa- pa- paging Yellowstone's Finn Little, who's an Australian actor. If you can tell us what if a waka waka is. If we have any Australian is. listeners, you know, send us a little note on what any of that means. Die Today was Sweet Emma Barrett, who was an American Dixieland jazz pianist and singer. She died at 85. Uh, Billy Fury, a British rock singer. He... His songs were uh, When Will You Say I Love You and Halfway to Paradise. And he was an actor in uh, That'll Be the Day. He died of heart failure at 42. And Frank Ford, the 15th Prime Minister of Australia. Also Australia. What's happening in Australia? um, Died at 92. So there's that. And on Dallas. On Dallas, this episode fell in the ratings. No, it climbed one. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at last week's uh, rating. It went up from four to three. And the only note that I have here is that what Larry Hagman said about Lois Childs, uh, the actress behind Holly Harwood. Sexy lady. She's charming, a soft lady who plays a tough cookie. And I just tell her, don't worry about the lines. Play the moment. That's what you're selling, not the words. You're selling the moment. Yeah, that's good. Larry, you are and a good director. There's some moments in this one. Some, some moments. moments. Oh yeah. Some moments oh, like like yeah. like the uh, ranch hand riding across the uh, establishing shot of South Fork. They are chasing the horse. In this at episode, the, oh, at the beginning of the episode. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. He's galloping across the front there. I'm like woohoo! Obviously, some stock footage because they're not shooting there right. anymore. And it's breakfast at South Fork. And Jr. is gloating like a jackass. Those are the exact words I had written down. Like a goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> hey, great minds think alike, right, Josh? Or scary minds. Sometimes we're scary. Oh, I'm always scary. Okay, scary minds think alike. <laughs> yeah, but-, but I do like that Sue Ellen said she wasn't happy about how it all went down. Yeah. She was right. like, yeah. I'm still siding with you, but I don't like how it happened. Yeah. Pretty much. And he was like, well, you know, is everybody going to mope around? Like he's trying to uh, toast with orange juice in the morning. Yeah, like, dude, like, like fuck settle you. down. No. Yeah. At least like, make a damn mimosa like out mimosas. of the freaking thing if you're going to toast. Yeah. Mimosa, screwdriver, whatever. Orange crush. Oh, don't. <sighs> REM. And then uh, later in the episode, he uh, is uh, doing his famous hangover cocktail. But we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Yes, he is. Except he's not putting an egg in it this time. So, oh, oh my God. that we God. saw anyway. Ugh. Every time Ew. I think of raw eggs in a drink, I think of the, the Rocky Balboa when he used to drink the raw eggs. Ugh. That was some kind of like what? weird protein thing, right? Yeah, I think it's just a really fast way to get a bunch of protein. What? Like, like nowadays, people I, I've heard about weightlifters that actually will eat tarantulas because they have sixty-four the grams fuck? of protein. No! Oh my God, that's terrible. They're like, like dehydrated, Ugh. like tarantula that they will eat for protein rush See, i'm not freaked out by bugs or spiders but i eating oh god no no do they like are tarantulas hairy yes they are do they like they're like they're the hair like, off first they're I mean, like they're like alan beam beam skin rug hairy oh, god i don't want hairy food well do you ever eat anchovies no i've never no they're they're the tiny little bones are yeah. like like they're almost like hair. It's like 
Yeah, no, I've not, I don't think I've actually eaten an anchovy. I we used to when I worked making pizza, we used to keep them in a little container stashed because there's the random person who would order them. But mm-hmm. sometimes I would ask for just a few anchovies to be scattered on the pizza, but not a lot because it's like it's basically a fish equivalent of a Vegemite or a Marmite. Uh, it's very salty. I was going to say, is it salty? I should try yeah. it because I it's one of those things that sounds gross to me, but like, well, you've had Caesar dressing, right? Uh, yeah. That's anchovy paste, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. With kind of like, uh, I want to say it's, it's almost like Greek and Italian, but creamy and with anchovy Lem- paste. Yeah. Lemon and I mean, anchovy paste. I eat yeah. sushi. I eat roe. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bro- my dad Ooh. used to eat sardines out of um, oh, sardines. can. And I used to think oh, that was God. so gross. And my brother was like, you got to try it. And so I did. And it was pretty good. And I, I remember so, with the sardines, you have that little thing that would put the, the little almost like key thing with the yeah, hole so in you, that you put the little yep. corner and you crank it to turn it around and get all the, and then open it. It up. always reminds me of one of my favorite movies, which is The Burbs with Tom Hanks. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, yep. but it's like one of the best movies of all time. I love it. And it's like sardine. <laughs> I haven't seen that in years. And if anyone wants again. to go to uh, 90s con next March, they announced uh, Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon are two of the guests. But Susan Sarandon does not do conventions. So this is a big moment. And I assume a lot of the Rocky Horror people are going to show up. I would well, yeah. She's reached that point in life, number one. And yeah. number two, there's a fucking strike. So I'm sure they're going right. to... Way to make money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's taking all yep. the work they can right now. That is yep. not... John can tell Thomas, are we going to be seeing you at 90s Con soon too? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So yeah. back to breakfast at South Fork and that yeah. orange juice toast. Um. So everyone else, yeah, everyone's kind of glum. JR's boasting and then um and he says they're, they're all being pious and he, he even says well well lucy you should be happy your daddy gets to keep his inheritance now don't, uh. like he really gives a crap about gary oh right no, he has it. he's just using it to rattle lucy's cage that's all oh of course yeah which is like whatever just shut up <laughs> ellie and pam walk in and then it just gets real awkward really quick because Ellie is bouncing for Galveston because she needs to get away from this hellhole. She's taking a oh. mental health break. Good yes. for her. Yeah. Good for yeah. her. She's going to go frolic in the Gulf of Mexico and do mm-hmm. – she, uh, she'll get in the ocean. She'll do a little swimming with her little swim cap on and she'll do the, the breaststroke across the ocean. Nice. <laughs> and Pam doesn't say a word. She just glares at everybody and then walks out. And Teresa says the bags are already in the car, but there is one bag that's still being carried out, obviously. But Teresa got ahead of herself. Mm-hmm. And then Cliff is trying to get a hold of Jordan when his bell rings. And he opens the door, and it's Afton Cooper, and she's moving in. Yeah, she's got her stuff. Not a lot of stuff, because it's one suitcase and two uh, of those... Garment bags. Garment That's what they're called, yeah. garment bags. That's yeah, the yeah. Word. and he, he said... He said, do you have any more? And she said, didn't she say, yeah, she had some in the car still or something? Yeah, yeah. Because she was like, while he was then, because then Jordan calls him back. And so he gets on the phone and she's like in the background, just kind of like going back and forth, bringing all of her shit in. But the, did you guys catch that? The, I love you, the L word. Yes. She said she told each other they loved each other. 
And she couldn't stay angry with him. Yes, he does say, I love you. And then she just says, I hope so. So, oof. And Jordan is having no luck with Bobby, but uh, Cliff has an idea to get JR out of the state of Texas, which we'll find out about. And Jordan was like, it's nothing that can like epically backfire, right? Because, like. (laughs) Now, Cliff, I don't want Bob. Now, Now Cliff. Cliff. I don't want Bobby coming back on us now. <laughs> and then at Ewing Oil, uh, a General Cochran has come to see Jr. without an appointment. Dun, dun, dun. And he's like, oh, shit, and starts, like, taking papers and putting them in his desk. I'm like. And putting what, on what his is, jacket. What yeah, are these? Like, are these are these stolen government documents? Uh, probably. Like, why would you need to hide them from the general? And then the general comes in, and I can't help but notice that this dude is dressed like Larry Hagman's last major character. He's looking like Major Nelson. So, was JR in the Air Force? Did we ever establish that? Because I thought he was in the Army. Uh, I thought he was in the Army. That looked like an Air Force uniform, because the Army ones are green. Yes, right, later, but- we, later we find out in uh, the scene with... Um- Holly, I believe it was the Air Force. Uh, well, it's the Air Force guy that came there, but I yes. think JR was in the Army. Well, because JR said to, to the general when he came in, What's the matter? Did, did, didn't you get my discharge papers or something like that? And I, I was think, like, I think it was a general military thing, though. Okay. I and, I, and I think he's like, Why is he well, here? And he's trying to light. He also had the to- wings on his breast pocket. So I was like, oh, Okay. Was he in the Air Force? But, you know, he could have been. Uh, you know, when I dream of Jeannie, uh, Major Healy, he had the green uniform, but he was also in the Air Force. Was it Army, Army Air, something like that? This is something I don't know anything now, about. Would it, so. have, would it have been a nice inside joke if Bill Daly had played the role and he came in as General yeah. Healy? Oh my yeah, that God, been, that would have been amazing. That would have been great. <laughs> See, let's go back in the time machine. Uh, Army Air Corps. That might have been what that was. Uh, no, Could wait. That, that ended after, is there still an Army Air Corps? Nope. Oh, it is now the Air Force. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, I'm like, no, no, it's not the Air Corps anymore. <laughs> nope, now we got the Air Force. It's the Space Force. <laughs> yeah. JR tries to de-escalate that situation from the get-go. He's like, oh, no, what's happening? And then he throws Holly under the bus because Holly's the one who ratted him out. What? Right, because he's just basically like, so Holly Harwood told me that you're trying to fuck the government. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, she, and he's like, she, she came to me for some advice and yeah, she's, you know, she she's young, know she's naive, doing. she's trying to run her father's company. And I said I'm to like, cut why? back on some things. Blah, blah, blah. So why is Holly calling the FBI basically on herself or calling them? Why is she calling the government and being like, hey, my company? She would because she had to cancel the contract. She was trying to cancel the contract and they were like, you can't do that. And they're like, and then I think like, they probably like took her aside and they're like, why, why is this happening? And she's probably like, J.R. Ewing's making me. Mm-hmm. And, and then he like, just throws her ass under the bus. Of course he does. J.R. And then he says like, you know, she, uh, she's young, naive. And, uh, young, naive, know oil- and you know, I always thought the oil was a man's job. Now, isn't Holly supposed to be like 25 years old? Yeah. 
I don't think Alexis Carrington would agree with you that the oil business is a man's business, JR. Right. Bidness, bidness. And so, and he's trying to like, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like old boys club, this guy. And I, the general's not having a second of it. He's just side eyeing JR the whole time. And he's just like, yeah, well, let's not be doing any of this because I don't want to come and visit you again. Well, when, next time you're in town, why don't we go out to dinner? Or you do blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh. like, yeah, okay. okay Holly <laughs> Harwood had to be some play on Holly Goodhead. That was her name in uh, the Bond movie, Moonraker. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Does she give? Oh. No, never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as soon as he leaves, like closes the door, you get J.R. pissed face. Get me Holly Howard on the phone. But she's ducking his calls. She ducking and then Pam his- is leaving her studio. Looks like at the end of the day when roses are shoved in her face. By a delivery man who turns out to be. By her stalker. Porn at this point. And it's hey. not cute. It's porn it's not, Yeah. It's kind of right. creepy. Yeah. She goes to like, he's like. Oh, you need a sign for him. And then she's like, do you have a pen? And so that gets him in. And then she goes to get a pen. And he's like, how about some glasses? And pulls out some like crystal goblets. And she's just like, wait, what's happening? And like a 15-year-old bottle of champagne or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That he opens up and he's just drinking. Cue up the porn stash music. She's just kind of like, what the, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, uh, but I'm she's, here's the thing. She's obviously happy to see him. But also... Like, he, I, he had the audacity. I wrote audacity down too. Audacity. Stop. Uh, so uh, much audacity. <laughs> I wrote porn stash has audacity. I, I wanted to hot sex come and see how the uh, case went at hot sex and um, apologize hot sex for uh, that it didn't work out hot sex and uh, see if maybe you wanted to sleep with me. And she's just like, like, I appreciate this. This is really nice. Like, I think you mean well, but you need to never do this again. This and is why don't you go, inappropriate. Why don't you go say that to, all, to Miss Ellie? And he's like, well, do you think she likes 15-year-old champagne and delivery boys? Uh, <laughs> like, Mark, porn stash. Jesus. Porn stash. Like, uh, and then she's just like, and then he's like, oh, you're being too serious. So I'm going to go. This is, I'm going to go. And then... Then you, he stops and looks at her and he's like, but I'll be back. You can like, Dude. You can just throw the glasses away. Dude. Get, I got new ones for next time, baby. Right. Porn he's like, stash. yeah, these are like $75 a glass. Whatever. Throw them away. I got money, baby. Porn stash. Oh. Jesus And Christ. she's like, I've got money too. Okay. Bye. Right. Right. <laughs> Bye. And, and at last checked, uh, this is a wedding ring and I've got a husband. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I'm... Yeah. I'm porn stash. I get what I want, baby. Ah, uh, yeah. You wanna ride the wild pole? <laughs> okay, so then we get to Cliff's idea, and he has a bunch of political dudes over, and I'm thinking that they're Democrats because this is yeah Cliff, Democrat basically. That's what I said. The same thing. I was like, "Is it?" I I said, "I am confusion." Isn't Cliff a Democrat? Kinda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, why the hell are they trying to get J.R. Ewing, right? Who is like staunchly fucking conservative? Uh huh. 
I mean, that comes up later too, you know, because I'm like, I don't. He just, just said just he was conservative recently on yeah. that interview, but I mean. The only reason he's fucking cutting gas prices is for himself, not for anybody else. Right. You know? But Cliff is trying to convince them to ride the hot hand is what he's trying to do. Yeah. They don't don't care what his affiliation is. Just ride the hot hand and get get somebody in there. And they're they're like, but you hate JR. And he's like, yes, I do. But don't let that stop you because, like, look, he's going to get votes. Like, just put him in. And he'll he'll go for it because he wants power. So just convince him he's going to have power, and then he'll leave, and it'll be good for me. If it'll be good can, for you too. If you convince can convince him that he's going to go to Washington and maybe someday become president of the United States, then maybe he'll get the hell out of here because then he'll have power over the whole country. Yep, which is not a good thing. Not a great. Idea. No, no. Uh, Cliff. Because no. if J.R. Ewing was president, that would come back and bite you in the ass too. We oh, already yeah. had J.R. Ewing as president, dude. When? Uh, yeah. 2016 to 2016. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> or 2017 did. to 2021, technically. So we cut to uh, Ewing oil night, and JR's walking aimlessly around the office. Uh, obviously, a little bit wasted. Yes. And it's empty, and it's dark, and I love the lighting coming from behind that Texas on his wall. I love that thing. I think it's great. And also, like, this shot really reminds me of the shot when he gets shot. I'm going to say shot a million times. It's very He's kind of doing the that. same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the did you except notice? Did you except when he got shot, he started from behind his desk and came out. But right here, but he was more, he was closer to the Texas map, illuminating him from the back, almost silhouette-like. Did you guys notice that, I mean... JR is a, a functional alcoholic, right? Because he drank all day long, yeah. day in, day out. But when he really like sat there and deliberately drank more because of whatever was going on in his head, he became like he was an aggressive, violent drunk. Uh-huh. Yep. That's yes. significant. So that's how mad he is about the general showing up. This oh, yeah. this scene He's gets very disturbing. The scene gets dark fast. Mm -hmm. So uh, all of a sudden, Holly comes off the elevator and walks in and she looks really nervous. He offers her a drink. She says no. He's like, what the hell is with all you teetotalers lately? I mean, do do you have a general? He lures her into the office. And Holly is like, I'm not drinking. What the fuck do you want? Basically. And he's like, "Mm, you. He locked the door. And she's like, uh, no. And he's like, uh, you have no choice. And this, my friends, is called the power differential. And it is rape. Yeah. Yes. He pulled it on Kristen Shepard and. Uh... Sexual assault. Mm-hmm. This is not good. And we're going to give oh. the trash bell. This is. And we're not gonna, I feel like we're not going to give J.R. Ewing an out just because he's on TV. Like, this is. This is rape. He, this is rape. He starts off pissed that. Somebody found out that he was in, tied to Harwood Oil. Yeah. And then he said that he owns he owns her, basically, like she's a piece of property. Yeah. I mean, what did Sue Ellen say all those years back in the beginning? She was a Ewing possession. That's how he regarded women. Yeah, that's... Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a commodity. She's saying, like, I don't want to do this. And... And then he and, and then he's basically like you don't have a choice. And then she's, and she's like, like, all right, 
you're not going to like it. J.R. Ewing. And he's like, you better make me. J.R. Ewing is the definition of this very sexist joke of the definition of a wife is an appliance you screw on the bed to get the housework done. That is what J.R. Ewing's mentality is. His mentality is trash. Call it what it is. Call it what it is. But trash. That's that's his mentality. No, it's like like a it's the power differential. It's yeah. he, it's, it's power. rape is about power. Yeah. And he's gonna yeah. get it any way he can. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about power, it's about taking control. He's a very insecure man. She says you're not gonna enjoy yeah. it. He's enjoying yeah. the power then, he's enjoying the power trip. I just wrote, This is awful. Yep. <laughs> Did you feel like you needed to wash after watching this scene? I kind of felt- I, I felt I, I, I didn't at least at least this time when they have Jr. raping someone? They don't put on <laughs> the uh, oh, like music when he raped Kristen, and it was like the doop, like clown music in the background. You remember that? <laughs> they try to make it humorous. It's like this isn't cool. She's saying no. She's literally saying no, and you're just what? No, this is not funny. Mm-mm. Nothing about this is so. Uh, like, I put in my notes. Cut his balls off, Holly. Bobatize him. Machete. Bob Bobatize him. Oh yeah. 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 Cut and his balls off. E- even when he had swollen on the bed, she started off not wanting him that time. But then she eventually gave in, but it was the power struggle still. Oh yeah. That's what yes. he that's what he's into. Yeah. Well, because he-, he has a lot of he's really, really psychologically messed up. See, now that he has Sue Ellen back in the stable, he's letting his his horse run free again. And you know what? I bet he doesn't even consider that cheating on Sue Ellen. I don't think, I bet he doesn't. No. No, because compartmentalization, business. This is business. It's business. Right, 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 right. Yeah. He's putting Holly in her quote unquote place. Well, the next morning he's nursing that hangover by the pool. Oh my God. He's so fucking hungover. Sitting by the pool drinking Bloody Marys. He deserves it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then Sue Ellen comes out and he just keeps telling her how like, beautiful she is and how happy he is being married to her. And I was like, he girl, loves her. something is up. Don't buy it. What does he want? Right. Well, you're you're friends with Clayton Farlow, right? No, no, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't ask that. No. He wants a refinery. He wants to use Sue Ellen to get his hands on Clayton's refinery, and Sue Ellen's like uh uh Like I don't think that's gonna go great because he doesn't yeah. like you. Yeah, and JR's like, Well, okay. And then she kinda like goes, Okay, well, uh, I'll try, I guess, but well, he, you know, he does do like you the love reverse psychology thing on her. He's mm-hmm. like, Oh, that would be asking too much of you. I could I never ask do, you to yeah. do that because, Oh, no, he needs, no, no, he no. needs to make it sound like her idea. Right. Yeah. And then she pulls out the JR. Do you love me? I lean like really love me. And he was like, duh. And she was like, okay, well then we're in this together. Right. And then she she'll says, do anything for him. I would do anything Downfall. for love, but I won't do that. I won't go and ask Clayton Farlow. Nope. I I, I do, do believe he loves her, but it is it's the it's the only version of of love that he love that he's capable of and that he can understand. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like he doesn't understand. He doesn't care about the position he's putting her in. No, he doesn't because care at all. it benefits him. Yeah. It's, it's conditional. 
Uh, yeah. I don't think necessarily right now because they're still in the honeymoon phase that, you know, he'd hold it against her. He'd just figure out another way. Right. Hmm. But he yeah. was going to try. Oh, yeah. You know, because he's trying to help. She's like, he's giving me he's finally like telling me that he loves me. And this is what I always wanted. So I better give something back. Well, Bobby's coming out of the Lone Star Bank and I spy with my little eyes, J.R. Ewing and George Hicks. Wah, wah, wah. What could they be doing together? What is going on? Bobby has a what the fuck moment. Yeah, he's like, what, what, what? What's happening? Yeah. Now, let's see how Sue Ellen handles Clayton Farlow. Okay, so they meet for lunch at Mario's. So she basically just asks him straight out about the refinery. She's like, JR, really? You know, he's in trouble. And he's like, yeah, it's his own fault. He needs to not do what yeah. he's doing. He's a dumbass. So, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but he's, he has to keep doing it because he's helping poor people. And Clayton just looks at her like, and he blows it. He blows a gasket. Yeah, because once she straight out asks him, he just looks at her like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Right. I hate him. He hates me. And I'm yeah. never doing that. And he she's called, like, "Well, he's my husband." He's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." He, <laughs> he's like, "Do it for me." And he's because and I mean, honestly, she has, he has such a right to be pissed because she is manipulating him. He calls BS and, and leave. He calls BS on her and leaves and said, "No, the woman will be dining alone. Put it on my bill." Yeah, yeah. that's still very gentlemanly of him. Because <laughs> well, Clayton Farlow is a gentleman. Oh, sure. Let's go to Ray's house and Donna's there with that huge belt buckle. Yeah. And uh, so Bobby is asking her like about the commission. And he's like, so if you were really disappointed in like one person on the commission, who would it be? And she's like, uh, me. And he's like, that's not what I mean. Someone, who else? And then she's like, oh, well, obviously George Hicks. Because he's kind of being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Bobby's like, oh. Bobby's like, bingo. No. Was his name? Oh, NGO, 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 and bingo was his NGO. name. Making your eyes at South Fork as Lucy is leaving. They exchange their wonderful banter again. <laughs> he gives it one last try. Like, hey. Let's go hang out. I have some errands to run and we could go out. We could get a beer. It'll just be you and I. We could hang. Yeah, no, thanks. I'm not going out with you. I got to get to the airport anyway. She's off to. And then the car won't start. Yeah, well, Houston. The car won't start. Isn't that funny? A Ewing without gas. <laughs> I mean, Lucy's like 22 years old and forgets to. She's one of those people who tells herself she's going to get gas in the morning. Right. And then fucking forget. Does not. Right. And she doesn't, doesn't go to the station and realizes, oh God, I was running on fumes and now the car won't start. Oopsies. Lucy, which morning were you planning on going to get gas? Five mornings from now or this morning? Oh, she was totally gonna do it when she got up this morning before on her way to the airport. Right. Right. <laughs> what she's late for already. Yep. E doesn't stand for excellent, Lucy. It stands for empty. So then she's just like, oh, my God, I have to get to the airport. I can't get there, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what? it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need a job. And she's like, yeah, but it's my job. Like, I care about it. And he's like, oh, OK. 
Okay. So then she asks him for a ride. Like why why like, should uh, you know, why would I give you a ride pretty much because you constantly diss me, but now that you need something, you're nice to me? Right. And then he's like, Well, why? And then she's like, I'll pay you. And then he gets really insulted. Yeah. When she said that she'd pay him. And then she she realizes it and then she's like for real, like acts like, Oh no, could you please take me? Like I really need it. And he's like, Okay. Get in the car. I'll throw your crap in the back there. He says, get in, shorty. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> and then Clayton storms into Jair's office and confronts him. Not even slide Here, and hold roar. him back. Roar. <laughs> roar. Roar. It's like the MGM lion. <laughs> And he's like, so you totally manipulated Sue Ellen into uh, asking me about the refinery. And JR's like, well, yeah, I had to give it a try. <laughs> at least he's honest, I guess. Don't you ever use your wife or anyone to come at me again or I'll break you in half. I'll break you in two. <laughs> and he storms out. Veins popping on the side of his head. Smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> And we cut to commercial. And Ray gets a call that uh, Mickey has not been keeping up with his job. And no one knows where he is. Did not pick up the vaccines in Braddock. Did not pick him up. Damn it, Damn Mickey. it. Da- <laughs> what is it with us tonight? Oh, my God. I don't God. know. We're like in sync. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. In but sync. Yeah. I want it that way. <laughs> Anyway, that's the Backstreet Boys. Good job. Aren't they all the same? Sure. And then uh, Miss Ellie is eating a really nice peaceful breakfast at a little diner next to the beach in Galveston. I would like uh, to be there. In walks Clayton. Clayton. What the heck? Farlow wearing a red, white, and blue ascot. <laughs> that's true. Yes, he was. Very patriotic of him to be sporting that. Uh, yeah. And they were both very taken aback to see each other because they did not expect that. Love, come aboard. We're excited. They're both very excited to see each other, too. And Ellie asked him to sit down with her. And he's apparently down there uh, checking on a refinery and um, says that he's upset by somebody's betrayal. He he is not going to mentioned sue ellen of course but and she's like a woman and he's like well yes yeah that's very perceptive of you and she's like well i can't imagine a man betraying you Hmm. okay Hmm. and he'd like to take her sightseeing to see some of the mansions oh no i'm not up to that but she is up to a dinner and a walk on the beach the next day and she tells him he's a kind and caring man, which is really rare. Love is in the air. And Ray is heading out to look for Mickey when he walks in with the vaccine. Yes. I assume it's for the, the cattle or or the horses or the cat. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Of the cattle. Because remember yeah. they had to put that, that calf down because of the screw worm or something. There's always, they're always getting screw worm out there. 
And then they got to go up to two stick pasture. <laughs> two stick pasture. Mickey comes in and Ray just starts yelling at him. And Mickey's like, well, okay. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't do it. But like I did, we got there too late yesterday. And because I have other things to do. And why didn't he just say he drove Lucy to the airport? I don't know. I don't know. That might have softened he, things a little bit. Yeah, he's he's like, whatever, you know, I, I tried my best. And then Donna, who hates Mickey, is just like, I told you. Don't I you say you a word. Don't say anything. <laughs> uh, I'm the cowboy. and You don't say anything. I'm pissed right now. Uh, so then he tells him to go deliver it and he goes off. Now we got JR laughing with the good old boys coming into his office there. <laughs> the good old boys asking him to run for office. I'm and he's flattered like, oh, I'm so honored. Which I think he legit is on. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's awesome. But he's like, yeah, that's not my place. Like, I'm an oil man. Yeah. yeah he's like, uh, but you know what? Stranger things have happened since. Oh, yes. <laughs> so true. I mean, hello. Wasn't Ronald Reagan president when this was going on? Well, yes, Ronald Reagan was president when this was going on. Yeah, so an actor as president. Oh my God! What? And every every Friday night, who's vice president? James Cagney. And every Friday night, he and Nancy would go and watch watch Jane (laughs) Wyman, his his first wife, on Falcon Crest. Well, um. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, Jair's just like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm on. I can't do it though. But you know, I'll, I'll have to think long and hard about it. Right. Hey, McSween, go investigate these people and find out if they're really legitimate. No. <laughs> That's his idea of thinking about it. No. Right. 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 Because remember, he financed Cliff's, Cliff's campaign to get him out of the OLM. That is true. And then yank the rug out from under him. So JR no payback. It is interesting payback. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca and Pam are coming home from shopping. Oh my god. The shopping. Yeah. And Pam is like, oh, thank you so much for taking me shopping. I had so much fun. And Rebecca's like, yeah, bullshit. You didn't want to go at all. And she's like, well, you know, it's basically at this point, you know, time spent with mama. That's what, that's what it is. And right, right now she needs her mama. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And she's worried. She's worried about her ma- marriage. I mean, Bobby apparently has not even looked at the baby in a week. Yeah. I had I a really so. fucked up thought when I, when I heard that on the TV behind me, cause I was, I was like working, but I was also like taking notes at the same time. And I heard that. And this thought went through my head that I was like, because it's really not his kid. And then I was like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I went through all this hell to get him here, but it's really not my kid. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, you know, what do we call those intrusive thoughts? And we don't say them out loud. Right. Exactly. Intrusive <laughs> thoughts. Yes. Yeah. It's like, did you, did you know that there's like half the population out there does not have an inner monologue? I know that's insane. I don't understand that. How do you not? I don't understand. Mine is so loud. I I don't know. I mean, case in point, it's not your kid. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who said that? Pam. Um, she thinks that this fight is starting to take a toll on her marriage. She opens up to her mama. Right. She's right. And uh, she's and and Rebecca's like, you shouldn't have to worry. Like, you have a really strong marriage. You just have to fight for it, and you'll get through it. And Pam says she doesn't think there's anything else she could possibly do to save her marriage, which is a bad sign. It is. And, you know, it's like, how did it get to this point so fast? And then, you know, I bet when I was earlier, when Mark Grayson was there, she, she, I bet she found herself tempted Uh and interested. And she was like, okay, I, I I haven't been able to look at anybody else, but Bobby in the last five years. And tempted by the, wow, this is bad. Right, because she's obviously attracted to him. Because when he comes, like, despite herself, like, she knows it's not good. And she's like, no, you need to not do it. Like, you need to never do this again. Because she's enjoying it. And she's enjoying his company. And she likes his attention. And she thinks he's attractive. Tempted, but the truth is discovered. And then JR didn't exactly help matters last week when he was like, oh, they're having problems. And Mark Grayson was like, okay, none of my business, but... I'm going to move in. (laughs) Good news to know. Yeah. Porn Stash is doing exactly what J.R. Ewan wanted him to do. Oh, yeah. Totally. Everybody is putty in J.R.'s hands because J.R. is a manipulator. That's true. Then. The cartel. We're at Ewan Oil, right? Yes. Yeah, we're at Uh, The cartel is trying to give Bobby one last chance to, like. Drop it. Not make them do this deal with him. Cliff says, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. Uh, It's a little strong, Cliff. Until next time we're working together again on something. Right, right, right. So they they sell, they buy Bobby out of his share. Cliff had the contract in his pocket. Who the fuck walks around with a $30 million check in their pocket? Like... Barnes? uh, That idiot Barnes. That idiot Barnes. I can see that having the contract drawn up already, but he's just like, yeah, here's 30 million. Like, bye. There you go, 30 mil. Like, and Bobby's like holding this check, like, you know, somebody just like handed him a $20 bill, like, oh, man. All right. Yeah. I'll okay. just put it in my wallet and mosey on down to the bank. Stop. They all walk out, and then Jordan stops and just looks at Bobby. And he's like, now, Bobby. Now, Bobby. <laughs> it's, it's too bad that Ellie lost for your whole family. And it's like, you know, rub it in, man. Oh, yeah, he's, he's pissed. Bobby's like, oh, fuck, whatever, whatever. <laughs> like, can't you see I'm trying to be, like, hardcore here? Come on. Can't you tre- see I'm trying to be badass, Bobby? He is trying to be badass, Bobby. Badass, Bobby. But unfortunately, he has a moral compass under there that keeps pinging. And so he's he's doing this internal ping pong battle with his moral compass. Right. And yeah. it's, and someone like Jr. doesn't have a moral compass, but, um, right, yeah. Which leads us to the next scene where Holly, we cut to Holly in her bedroom, and she is all hotted up, and like like a teddy like negligee thing, and like laying on her bed, and a knock comes at the door, pouring champagne. Says, Come in, Jr. Mm. And he's basically like, uh, to what do I owe the pleasure? And she's like, Well, you told me you own. 25% of Harwood Oil, which is 25% of me. Yeah, he's surprised wink, wink. to find her so willing, I guess is the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So And then he's just like, oh, she's like, I'm a realist. So I just, you know, I, I, I know you own me now. So it's fine. So he comes over to get his gun greased. And she's the she one pulls that, an actual gun. Yes. Pulls an actual gun. She's like, Holly. you arrogant, you arrogant pig. I That's loved, my girl. Oh, no. I and I said, yes, queen, shoot his balls off. I love Holly. Instead of cutting them off, you're going to shoot him off now. Do what uh-huh. Ellen Bry did to Peter White on St. Elsewhere, the rapist. She took the gun. She pointed it at his heart, and then she lowered it to point at his privates, and she shot him to death in his privates. And Ellen Bry, of course, played um, Jean, the friend of uh, Mitch uh, that was a schoolmate. Oh, that's so Uh, easy. Get him in the nuts first, and then when the shock of that takes him down, boom, femoral artery, dead. Oh, shit. (laughs) Done and done. Anyone out there listening? We, we do not. Specific, wasn't we it? do not condone. We're not endorsing this behavior. We're not um, giving instructions on how to pull this off because we don't. None want of this to... can be used against us in a court of law. Yes, but for legal purposes. No. For legal purposes. I'm totally kidding. We're totes kidding, but you know, if someone rapes you, shoot you their balls off. Do. Shoot the fucking balls off. Mm-hmm. I'll throw you with a gun. Balls, fingers, um, whatever they use. She's right? laying down she's the law here. Yeah. She's like, new rules, bitch. Uh, and that we're business partners because there's no way out of this for me. But that's it. You're never touching me again. If you ever touch me again, I'll kill you. Right. And he just kind of like, he laughs. Like, he's just like, ha, ha, ha. ha. <laughs> okay. And he gets up and just walks out. Because, and then, and then. You know that he called her and was like, be ready for me. I'm coming over. You know, he mm-hmm. pulled that move. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. That's. And outside the door, he smirks as he walks away. Well, he smirked. And then when he walks out and the door closes, he has a moment where he's like, oh, shit. Shit. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not he another. Face, he's like, shit. Not another gun. I've I've already been shot. He's like, ah. I've already been shot twice. Once, didn't like one, that. once on a hunting trip and once in the office. Oh no. Yeah. And then everybody shot me for the blooper reel and all the all the bourbon right. came spilling out of me. <laughs> and the next morning at South Fork, uh Swellen is clearly upset over breakfast. Yeah, he's talking about the pol- political meeting in his office and that they wanted to know. The good old office. boys. Good old boys. Just the good old boys. They have a mean and know how. Like a two day Robin Hood, yeah. And then he's like, okay, what's wrong? Like, obviously, something's wrong, which I'm impressed that JR actually asked what was wrong with Swellen because mm-hmm. normally he really gives shit. And it shows he's, like, he's well, still in the caring phase of their relationship. He's trying to make it seem, yeah. And uh, she says that she's just really upset because she hurt Clayton and, you know, they're really good friends. Mm hmm. And then he tries to turn it around. He's like, oh, well, you know, he's just trying to turn you against me by the way he's acting. And uh, and I can't do any of this without you. He's right. like, you're yeah. my ride or die, babe. Right. And he needs like, her to be his ride or die. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, I haven't turned against you. But, you know, his friendship meant a lot to me. She's basically like the dad she didn't have. Right. Yeah. Right. And then they agree to go to dinner that night. 
yeah. alone together. Yeah, he's like, all right, now eat your breakfast. <laughs> yeah. We cut to the office. Bobby's PI has not found anything really incriminating on Hicks. Um, he's, like, he's like, you know. Hey, man, there are guys out there that can fuck shit up if the price is right. Just not me. That's right. right. Maybe, your brother, like, maybe your brother JR knows a few of those people. Yeah. But <laughs> he's giving Bobby an idea. You can see the wheels turn and he's like, because remember what he told what he told Pam. He learned the same way, the same things from Jock and he can get right down in the mud. So Bobby's going to be like, all right, I know a guy who can fuck some shit up. Uh-huh. Dag it. Let me call my buddy. Dag it. Yep. He's because that, that is a tag it guy who dag, dag, it. His office. dag it with a yeah, D. Dag it. Dag it. Okay. He's like, what's um, up, old buddy? In bed with this woman. Bobby's like, right. uh, I, I need... I need help. Can I a one time deal? Can I meet you at the club in an hour? I'm making an hour and a half. He's he's had, he's busy, so yep. he needs a little time. And uh, we get a little interlude scene with Ellie and Clayton feeding bread to the seagulls, and then she ends up reluctantly throwing a fish to the seagulls. And they are just having a ball. The two of them and just having said, a great old time. Look at these adorable widows. They're I know. so they're so cute together. The look on her face when she has to throw the fish into the water is like, oh, oh, it's so oh. cute. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's, it's so funny. They've got the little bickers going on, you know, and it, he's he, she's like, no. And he's like, yes, yes, Ellie. And he, she's like, no, I think they like, like each other. Oh. I know. Are you supporting a relationship between them? Oh, yeah. What are we going to call it? We're going to call it a uh, uh, Ellie Clayton. Like, Kelly. No. It, uh. I don't know. Oh no, that's hard. Farworth. Uh, Miss Clayton. Farworth. Farlow and Southworth. Farworth. <laughs> Farwing. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's hard. Okay, we can't come up with anything good. Okay, but yes, I am. I, I I'm I'm rooting for them because they're adorable, and I like seeing Ellie happy. Gives her a moment's respite from the uh, right rough seas of the Ewing Titanic ship. Speaking of the young no. Titanic ship, let's head to the club where Daggett's got no. a line oh of women. Is this a strip club or an escort service or just like a nightclub kind of like Studio 54 where you just yes, go? Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I think it's all of the above. I feel like this is a strip club, but I feel like these are all ladies who will go home. And there's afterwards. probably a we'll back, the back room stuff. There's probably some back rooms there, private rooms for oh, God, a little... Yes. Um, Definitely, definitely. Little, well, because we saw a spoiler in later years, we saw people in strip clubs, and we saw the actual strippers on the fucking poles. And it's like these strippers, if they're strippers, are all like you know in robes and dresses and stuff. They're not in traditional club wear. Well, it's before it opened. It was true. This was before business. I think hours. it was like before. It wasn't the working hours. I think it was he got to go in special order the best ladies. Speaking of uh, polls and everything, I went to the college in the next town over because someone said, oh, go look at their athletic facilities for their gym memberships and that sort of thing. And I'm getting a tour and there was the exercise studio and a list of the classes that were being offered. And one of them was pole dancing. Pole dancing? Oh, yeah. That's pretty common. It's very athletic. I I have a friend who teaches it. Really? And how many of those Honestly, former students go I on to become about, strippers? Well, it's, it's making money. It's not even like a 
you don't even have to do that. It's it's like an aerobic workout, like a full body. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. It's really hard, actually. It's hard. And, uh, it's really hard. She worked at Jumbo's Clown Room later in L.A., which is, I don't know, it's really famous. It's it, it's not full nudity. It's like um, burlesque. Burlesque. Because she was a big burlesque performer in Detroit. Her name was okay. Lily LaRue in Detroit. And then she moved to L.A. She was in Jumbo's Clown Room. Courtney Love used to work there. I used to work at Golden Banana, but that's another story. Because I honestly thought about getting one of those poles and putting it somewhere in this house because I wanted to do that. I like I wanted to work on my core and just like balance and resistance training and all that. That's hard. Well, there's yeah, there's that wonderful wonderful pictures where Sarah and I were. Oh yeah, you guys right yeah. Um, So okay, so Bobby goes to pick out a girl, and first um, he goes up to Kitten. Lame. And he's like, mm, pass. And then, and then Tina. Tina. And then Wendy. Mandy. You know who Wendy looks a little bit like? She reminded me of Morgan Fairchild. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. But there's somebody else she reminded me of, too. And I cannot. Really? Can't put I my thought she yeah. looked a lot like Morgan Fairchild. She did. But I, I know what Josh means. She, she, looks, she looked a little bit like a different. She's a familiarity that is going to come to me later. Thank you. What was what was the actress's name? I don't know. Did, did it say? I mean, we can look it up on IMDb. Can look, yeah. Oh, uh, but Bobby likes her. He he's impressed with her, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll go with Wendy." The actress is April Clough, C L O U G H. Okay. But she reminds me of somebody, and I just cannot figure out who it is. But yeah, um, Bobby's going to go with that. Dag is like, "This is just like old times," and Bobby's like, "No, no, no, no. This is a one-time deal." I'm not ruining this guy's life. Like I just, you know, I just need a little leverage and that's, we're never doing this again. Like I, I you know, and he's like, okay, but like, okay, we'll see you next this time. One time. What is basically saying like, you're a little bit pregnant. Like you're in or you're out, buddy. And Bobby's like, Oh, well, if you pulled out, you wouldn't be, No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> now back down to Galveston where, Ellie and Clayton are in the throes of their early stages of their relationship. I was like, are we witnessing courtship here? It's adorable. It's the courtship of JR's mama instead of the courtship of Eddie's father. And she's having such a great time. Like she just doesn't even want to go home. She doesn't think she has the strength, but Clayton says, Oh no, you're, you're a tough lady. You're a tough cookie, Ellie. And he convinces her he's going up to Dallas to fly up with him. Yep. Love. Yes. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Yeah. And then Bobby arrives at the restaurant um, where he walks in and sees Hicks sitting at the bar. But he's made reservations for him and Pam. All the way across town, by the way, mind you. Yeah, because when Pam gets there, she's like, why the hell are we eating here? Across town? What, what's going on? Pam is upset at what happened with Cliff and the cartel. She's not. She's not happy. Pam. She's not having it. And Bobby's like, yeah, well, that's business. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, us. And it has nothing to do with this eating dinner. Like, let's just like, have a nice dinner. Yeah, it does. Just FYI. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the background, Wendy comes in. And she's working over Hicks. 
And it's definitely the same the same script that I have seen uh, JR's ladies using, guys, in previous seasons. Yeah. Because like, about, I, mean, I got stood up. Well, like I mean, Serena with uh, Hearts with Fear of Son-in-Law. Right. Yes. You know, it's Jock like was doing this shit, too. Jock was dial, you totally. know, calling up and ordering women like a commodity. Totally. Totally. Sealing the deal. And so Pam is like talking to Bobby about like why she's upset and how he's going to get hurt and the whole family's going to get hurt. And he's not even listening because he's watching Hicks. And this is a throwback to the booze broads and booty days that he was doing before he married Pam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was the company pimp, as they said. So, of course, he knows the tricks. He's not even really listening. And then she's like, well, I guess you don't want to talk about this now. Um, and he's just like, he's like, look, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm worried about us and our marriage. And he's like, okay. Everything's fine. It's just fine. Thanks, I was like, I am not 100% convinced of that, my dude. And scene. Drink twice because it is not JR. I'm going to give this one 4.5 bourbons and... A gun pointed at JR's dick. <laughs> a gun pointed at the tip of his gun. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, isn't that special? I'm going to go about a, a 435 and a fish reluctantly thrown to the seagulls. I am going to do a 4.5 as well. And Mary, I am giving you a box of hollow points for Holly's gun. (laughs) Hopefully she can take shooting lessons from nurse Shirley Daniels on St. Elsewhere and get the aim right. Well, definitely don't take them from Kristen because Kristen missed. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, we have a TikTok. So, um, and I changed, I was able to change our handle. Our TikTok, you don't stop. So we now. are now uh, at Ewing BBQ on TikTok. Sweet. So, yay, I figured yay. it out. So uh, go check us out. Um, I usually am posting little clips from the show and also like clips when I'm watching that I think are funny. And then clips from us doing our whatever the hell we're doing here. Uh, (laughs) Right. And whatever the hell we're doing that. Hashtag Dallas 45. Which I will never remember to put on anything. But I'm trying. I'm really trying. I I go through sometimes if I see and I just kind of add them. No, do it. I just literally, I hate adding hashtags. But yeah, without oh. those, you added had a gazillion hashtags. Uh, you had a whole punch list of them. I know. <laughs> I, like, you know, it's because I had a I have a little note in my phone that had Dallas hashtags hashtags, but I made them in like three years ago. So you just so copy didn't and paste. Have, I just copy and paste, and it didn't have that. So I have added Dallas forty five now onto my note. Only for another so. couple more months. <laughs> right. For the last three months of the year, or whatever. So yes, it's fine. So anyway, uh, so uh, next time we're going to be talking about season six, episode 17, episode 120 of the series, Crash of 83. And we're not talking about the stock market, folks. Right. Mm -hmm. Something else is going down, but we won't say. It's not going to be good. No. Mm -hmm. Until then, though. 
if you're in Salem this weekend or in that area, I know they say, don't go to Salem in October. Come hang with John Ross Ewing. All right. Well, you have fun doing that. And we will see you next time. Bye. Y'all come back now, you hear? Warning shot in the nuts. Fatal in the femoral artery. Follow me for more murder <laughs> advice. Red room. Red room. Oh, you're going to find what's out. Not, That's what we're saying. Red room. Melanie's not here, Josh. Coming soon, Melanie's <laughs> faces of death. <laughs> I mean, we watch a lot of true crime. And untrue crime, too, so... Next on Dallas. I want you to get in closer. If there's something there, I'll find it. You'll have to have patience. There are very few things in this world J.R. Ewing cannot afford. But patience is one of them. You give me that refinery. I like the way you're handling this. When this is all over, if you'd like to get together. I hear how you were all hot and bothered waiting for me to come back, so just pucker up and have a little kiss.